Good morning and welcome. I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad you're worshiping with us today at Gadsden First United Methodist Church. I'm glad you're worshiping with us online. If you're worshiping online with us today, say hello to us, wave at us, give us a prayer request if you have one or a praise report. Send us a picture of your dog or your cat because I know we have probably more dogs and cats worshiping with us than any other church. I'm just saying. Yeah, we do. I'm proud of that. Before we go any farther, I want to call your attention to our beautiful worship setting here. Isn't that gorgeous? Isn't it beautiful? Look at our flowers today. Yes. Yeah. Our, our beautiful flowers today are in memory of Mr. James B. Condra, remembering his birthday, November the 19th, which is when all the great people were born. And uh, by his children, his grandchildren, his great-grandchildren, they're gorgeous. I love them. I just wanted to show you all that. Before I give you a couple of announcements, I just want to call attention to something really, really cool that our community does. We do a lot of great things in Gadsden, Alabama, but uh, we have a program called MANA. MANA stands for Metropolitan Area Noon Nutrition Association. And what MANA does is they deliver a meal to the elderly, homebound, or disabled people in the Gaston and Etowah County area. Uh, it is designed to meet the nutritional needs, of course, of those who are unable to do that, to get a meal delivered to your house when you can't get out and you really can't cook very much. It's sometimes the only really um, good meal that some of our uh, participants receive. We get about 75% manna does of the support through local churches. Did you know that? It's also funded by United Way and other, and other places. But manna depends 75% uh, on local churches to help. Two ways you can help with manna. This is manna Sunday. We always do it the Sunday before Thanksgiving. Two ways you can help. You can give. You can go to manna's website and you can give that way. You could send something to the church and earmark it manna and we'll get it to them and if you have time and you have a valid driver's license and you can commit one day a week has to be the same day for a couple hours you could volunteer to be a manna driver and you could really um, make the day of somebody and you get a blessing out of it they get a blessing out of it win-win okay so, if you want to know more, uh, call me or call Mana, and they can tell you some more. All right, today at 1 o'clock, we need some volunteers. And you don't have to be creative and very artistic or anything. You just have to be able to, like, climb a ladder and help. We're going to put our giant Christmas tree up this afternoon at 1 o'clock so you can get eat some lunch and come down. Yes, it's going to be a beautiful day in the neighborhood once we get that big thing up there. Other people more creative than I are going to decorate it this week because next week is the first Sunday of Advent. So we would really appreciate it if you could come at 1 o'clock. This coming Wednesday, we're not going to have our usual children and youth and adult uh, studies. We won't have our usual meal. But this coming Wednesday from 11 to 1, we're going to be down at the venue. We're going to have a group of volunteers down at the venue to help prepare for the community Thanksgiving meal, which is another wonderful thing our community does. So come and help if you can this coming Wednesday from 11 to 1. This Friday, the youth are meeting at 4 o'clock here, and they're going to Huntsville to the hockey game, to the Huntsville Havoc hockey game. And not just youth are going, just uh, grown-ups can go. Just if you've never been to a hockey game or if you're a big fan, it, it doesn't matter. It's going to be great. It's going to be a lot of fun. If you want to go, please RSVP Pastor Andy as soon as you can so he can make sure you got a ticket. Sunday, November 28th, a week from today. Can you believe Advent is already here? We're starting a new series and a new Bible study. Uh, the new series and Bible study is called The Heart That Grew Three Sizes. If that sounds familiar to you, it's about finding our faith through the story of the Grinch. And uh, the Bible study is going to be on Wednesday at 11 and 6. It's a, a four-week study. The series is going to be great, and I hope that you're going to enjoy it. What if we could, through Advent season, all have our hearts to grow three sizes? Wouldn't that be cool? All right, let's pray. 
Gracious God, thank you so much for giving us this time to worship you. Help us to make the most of it. Help us to give everything we have to everything you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Stand together and worship.
Continue to pray that you will uh, minister to us and touch our hearts through the rest of the service as we give you thanks. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So we are still continuing our Broadway-themed uh, worship series. Uh, this Sunday, we have a song from the show Godspell. John Michael Teblick went to an Easter service in 1970 and left it... Uh, missing the joy, energy, and revolutionary quality of Jesus' teachings. So he wrote a musical based on the parables of the book of Matthew and the formation of the community which carries on Jesus' teachings after he was gone. A troupe of clown-like actors betray everyone from Lazarus to the prodigal son to a kindergarten class performance of the parable of the sower and the seeds and the gift of the word. This is the moment where we find our group now. All good gifts is a tipping point from a ragtag cast to a community of love and caring. Godspell is a show about community and taking all the good gifts and lessons learned uh, through relationships uh, and developed through Christ out in the light of the world. Godspell is one of the longest running off-Broadway musicals with 18 national and international productions and tours Composer Steven Schwartz was nominated for a Tony Award for the score in 1977. The film ad adaptation is a cult classic, with John Michael Toblick turned into the original draft uh, as his master's thesis at Carnegie Mellon. He received a C minus. So anyway, it's an awesome show. I've seen it several times. Oh my gosh, there's teenagers up here, Molly. That's amazing. I am not a teenager. How did you get them here? Jack's Biscuits? All right, no, really. Yes, Jack's Biscuits. These teenagers are absolutely amazing. And, and for I, one of them, tickets to the Alabama game yesterday. I won't name who that is. I have one more thing to say about the teenagers before that some of them sing here with Molly. Is uh, Pastor Sam does an online Bible study. It's in person and online on Wednesday nights. If you go back on the church page, you can find the end of that Bible study where you hear him say, I'm sorry, everyone. Everybody in the church is okay. Because you hear this screaming. And he said, we're on the same floor as the youth. So here it is, all good gifts. <laughs>
So um, I don't know if you know, but at the end of the service, we have a special surprise because in the youth, we were so impressed with uh, Grace Ann Page's dancing that at the closing song, Mark Casey and Michael McKibben are going to do a seen the movie from 1973. I'm sad that our sermon series on Broadway shows is coming to, the, to an end, but next week starts Advent. Um, our scripture today goes along with that song, and it's Psalm 100, and it says this, a summons, all lands summon to praise God, a psalm of thanksgiving. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. For the Lord is good, his steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. Even before this scripture starts in Psalm 100, I love the introduction, right? And we talked about this on Wednesday night with our youth, that it starts by saying, all the land summoned to praise the Lord. So that includes me, it includes you, like we're all summoned to give praise to God. Uh, not just some of us, but all of us. And, and within that, we're reminded that we're encouraging everyone else to praise the Lord too, right? Inviting everyone to praise the Lord. It's not just for us United Methodists, it's for the churches all around us, right? They are all summoned to praise the Lord. It's for people that worship different than us, it's for different denominations, people in different, different countries, and people that celebrate and worship in different ways, and maybe even have some different beliefs than us. We're all summoned to praise the Lord. The psalmist gets it, right? Or maybe he's reminding himself, just like we need to remind ourselves sometimes, that this is for everybody. And, and I feel like I'm repeating myself because I say this almost every time I preach, that it's for everybody, but it's a summons to all the land. It says it again in this passage. So may we remember to be welcoming all to come and worship the Lord with us in this place. Verse 1 says, make a joyful noise. Make a joyful noise. I need to be reminded of that this morning because I'm super good at complaining. Is anybody else really good at complaining? I'm aw I am awesome at it. So that's not a great quality to have, right? But I'm good at it, but we're encouraged to make a joyful noise, right? So get rid of some of that complaining. I know this, 
If I wake up in the morning and think of things to be joyful about, it changes my whole day, right? It's going to change my attitude on how I treat others. It's going to change um, the way I feel. And honestly, when we think joyful things, we think what we're happy about instead of complaining, it actually improves our health. It improves our health. Um, so make a joyful noise. And I know some of us come into worship with burdens and heavy hearts that have had a really rough time. And sometimes you can't even utter a word of thanksgiving. And there's no judgment on you if that's you today. Because the Psalms are filled with those too. Prayers of agony, right? And if that's you, there's no judgment. But as for me, I have no reason. I'm pointing the finger at myself. I have no excuse but to give thanks today. Are the noises coming out of my mouth joyful or are they grumbling? I asked the youth, I said, make a joyful noise. And they made some really funny sounds, right? They made some really funny sounds. But I asked them about it. What does make a joyful noise look like? They said make a joyful noise is saying something encouraging to someone else, right? It's showing some kindness to someone else. It's telling God something that you are thankful for. I learned so much from our kids in youth group. They always have the best wisdom. But I ask us today, what, is joyful, make, what does make a joyful noise look like to us? It could be saying, God, I thank you for this air that I have to breathe. I thank you that it's Thanksgiving week. Some of you might say, I'm thankful I get a day or two off this week, right? Some of you need that. So there's something that we can all make a joyful noise about. Make a joyful noise, all the earth. This song uh, from Godspell was awesome, wasn't it? But I don't know if you know this, when the show Godspell came out, it was super offensive. People were really offended by the show Godspell. Um, and I know you can't imagine religious people being ultimately offended by something and like, not wanting to participate, right? That's kind of my life story. I, I grew up in a very strict Christian school and they, they were always saying, don't go to Disney World or don't drink Coke. There was always something they were angry about and it was always things that I loved and still participated in. But so when, when I read about this, that they were offended, I was like, well, why were they offended by the show Godspell? It's because Jesus and the disciples had a little bit of clown makeup on and they were dressed as hippies, right? So the the evangelicals at the time were a little bit offended. But I read more about it, and the reason why they portrayed Jesus and the disciples that way is they wanted to show a joyful, fun spirit. And that's not really the way that I heard about Jesus as a small child in school. It was always that Jesus was harsh and ready to get me. And this was a big eye-opener when you see things like this, and for so many people to see Jesus telling the parables in a fun way. So I love the show Godspell. Uh, the song they sang today, I found the video clip from the movie of them singing this song. They're singing in Central Park, I believe, Jesus and the Disciples, and they're having a great time. This song is actually, that they sang, is an Episcopal hymn, uh, and they do some James Taylor music with it, inspired by James Taylor music. So that's what happens in this song. Um, I've even seen the junior version, because Afton's in theater, and, and, and in the junior version, um, the, the kids sing things like Day by Day, if you've ever heard that song, but kids are learning about Jesus together. Kids that don't even uh, go to church, a lot of them, they're, they're learning it through theater, they're learning about Jesus, so I appreciate this show so much. Um, but again, I tell you about people being offended by this show for a reason, because it's Make a Joyful Noise, all people. Uh, and, I, and I bring up that they were offended by the outfit, right, for a reason. Because that kind of stuff still goes on in church today, that people get offended by what somebody's wearing or how they look. Can you believe that? Uh, that still happens all the time. And I'm reminded, John the Baptist was invited to make a joyful noise and participate in what Jesus was doing. If you remember, John the Baptist did not have the coolest style of clothing. Um, he would have been considered an oddball the way he dressed, right? Remember him? Uh, and then you think about some of the other people that Jesus was including and saying, make a joyful noise. Uh, it was Mary Magdalene who had been uh, delivered from demons. It was lepers, people that were the outcasts and were never welcomed in are now invited in to make a joyful noise with Jesus. The poorest of the poor were welcomed in, the outcast. But then Jesus also had the tax collectors were welcomed in. They would have dressed super nice, right? And then the Pharisees, Jesus is trying to bring them in. And they're going to be dressed super nice. It's for everybody to make a joyful noise. Let's make sure that we are a welcoming place for every person to make a joyful noise. All the land is summoned to do so in this psalm. 
I don't know if you know this about me, but I was a 911 dispatcher before I ever worked in a church. I did that for a long time. So in Florida, when I was a 911 dispatcher, I worked 12 hour shifts. Uh, and sometimes I could not get to my home church because I got off at seven in the morning and that home church service might start at 11, right? And I couldn't stay up that long. So I would sometimes, Jen and I, when I would get off, they had a really early service at like eight o'clock, 7.30 or eight at the local Methodist church. I had worked a 12 hour shift. I was greasy. I, uh, I know I look casual now and you can't believe this. I went more casual than this. I went completely sloppy to this church, exhausted, worn out from working a 12 hour shift. And do you know what? They didn't care. How cool is that? But, and no, I think we do an awesome job with that here. I think we do an awesome job at welcoming and including people. But it's so important that, that people feel welcome to worship God in this place. Whether it's in our youth group, whether it's in this service, the other services, no matter what it is, we want people to feel welcome to make a joyful noise to the Lord. And I'm pointing the finger at me because I need to remind myself uh, the slogan of the Methodist Church is open hearts, open minds, open doors to make a joyful noise. It's for all people. And I also brought up this controversy about the way Jesus looked in Godspell. Because like I said, I grew up with this image of Jesus of, I'm out to get you. Um, and, and, and I'll tell you what a game changer was for me is when I was maybe 15, 16 years old, I saw this painting of Jesus and he was laughing and having fun. And I was like, wow, maybe Jesus did have fun, Right? And when we think about it, when we think about this song that we sang, and we think about this hymn, Jesus had fun, and Jesus made joyful noises, right? And we think about the book of Psalms, we think about David. David had been through all types of torment. David had been through many victories and losses, but David would make a joyful noise to the Lord, right? So I'm inspired by people that make a joyful noise, and I'm reminded to do the same. I had the opportunity... Um, three times to work with the, the Haitian Children's Choir. These Haitian orphan kids, um, they lost their parents in an earthquake. And I got to drive them around on a bus three different uh, summers. And these kids with no parents living in an orphanage make a joyful noise to the Lord. How cool is that? Surely if they can make a joyful noise, surely I can too. Find something to be thankful for. Verse two says this, Worship the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. I need to check my attitude when I come in to worship, right? How's my attitude? Am I really doing this with gladness or am I just going through the motions? Because we can all come to church and be present without being present. I've done it, right? We can come to church and just sit there. We can read the liturgy. We can hear the scripture. We can sing the songs, but not really be there with a thankful heart. And we've all done that at times but we need to check ourselves, right? And then um, the youth talked about this too. And when, when I asked this question, question about worshiping with gladness, they gave great examples about when they're serving and working with others, doing it with a thankful heart and not just as a grump, right? Because they're going to serve at the community Thanksgiving on Wednesday. We could all serve and do it in a really grumpy way. And that's not with a thankful heart. But when we serve with thankful hearts, it really means something. It's special, right? Then when it even says sing with gladness, and I don't know about you guys, but I'm very thankful that I'm not on the praise team because nobody there out there would be filled with gladness, I promise. I make sure my mic is off when we're singing. And we all sing and worship a little differently. One of the youth actually said on Wednesday night that he likes to play the guitar in his room to worship God. How cool is that? We all do this in different ways. We all find ways that we worship God. Um, Grace Ann did an awesome, awesome dance. It was amazing. But I can remember um, when I was a kid, I used to go to this church with my friends. And um, Pastor Sam, this was wild. It was not a Methodist church, okay? So um, this church was, was non-denominational and a little more charismatic than us. Because I know we sing and we, we kind of stand still. This service, there was a certain guitar chord that would hit. And I'd automatically start to panic. And uh, the song would start, when the spirit of the Lord, Lord moves in my heart, I will dance my David dance. And I would get terrified because I couldn't make eye contact with anyone because they would start dancing in the aisles. And you know what they might do? They might grab you to dance too. It was terrifying. And you couldn't even sneak out to the bathroom because they would grab you to dance in the aisle. So the best thing to do was not make eye contact. 
Now, I'm serious. I'm super thankful that our praise band does not sing the David dance because I'm getting, uh, I'm getting worried just, just talking about it. But when I think about that song, I'm reminded that some people really do have so much joy in their hearts that they can't contain it, right? So maybe, maybe we're not going to get up and dance in the aisles, right? But may we have that much joy in our hearts. May it show on our faces. May it show on the way we serve and the way that we live, right? Because we're not all going to be Grace Ann. Michael and, and Mark will later, but dance like that. But maybe not all of us. Verse 3 says this. Know that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. That is something to celebrate, right? That we are his. We belong to God. We are wonderfully and fearfully made. I always remind myself of that. We are the sheep of his pasture. I know that right now we often hear people say sheep as a bad term. Oh, you're just a sheep. You're just following along, right? We've all heard that. But when I read this passage and I read other scriptures, I'm reminded that being a sheep, a follower of Jesus is a good thing. We want to follow the shepherd wherever the shepherd goes. And, and, and where might the shepherd lead us when we are following the shepherd? It might lead us to things in worship that we never thought. Because when we have grateful, thankful hearts, we're going to say, Jesus, show me where to go. Show me where to go. Who do you want me to serve? You might find yourself helping with kids' church down the hall, right? You might find yourself at the community Thanksgiving serving. You might find yourself going and filling up Thanksgiving bags unexpectedly. You might find yourself hanging out with a group of people that say they don't fit in at church, hanging out at the Back 40 Brewery. Because you know what? Jesus always hung out with people that said they didn't quite fit in. So where will Jesus lead you to be? Mother Teresa said this. Someone asked Mother Teresa, how did you receive your call to the poor? Mother Teresa said, um, I didn't follow Jesus. I, how, did you, how did you find your call to the poor? Was Mother Teresa asked. Mother Teresa responded, I didn't have a call to the poor. I followed Jesus to the poor. How awesome is that? When we follow Jesus, where will that take us? Where will that take us? When we worship Jesus with thankful hearts and with gratitude, we are sheep following Jesus to where he leads. And it may take us to places to fight for a cause, to help with a charity, to give to something, right? Verse 4 says this, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Um, and, and like I said, I saw the junior version of this show several times. Uh, I believe it was a group in Gunnersville, and they actually had John the Baptist who started the show, and he was the janitor of a high school. How cool is that? So I've seen this show take place in many different, many different settings. I've seen it with 70s dress, with 90, sometimes they dress like they're in the 90s, but it's always cool. But does, does setting matter? I think it does in some way, shape, or form. But, but I'm also reminded in this passage when it says, enter his gates with thanksgiving, that the psalmist was talking about the church or the synagogue uh, in this passage. So we want to enter it with thanksgiving. We want to check our attitudes before we come in, that we're coming in with thankfulness. Whatever we need to do to prepare ourselves for worship, to have gratitude, thankfulness, maybe as we're driving into church to check ourselves, right? And I have to do that too. I need to remind myself that all the time. But I said setting matters. Yeah, it does and it doesn't because our worship can take place anywhere, anywhere. We talk about this all the time with the kids. Sometimes one of the greatest places of worship is just being outside in nature, being outside and being thankful for all that God has made, right? Worship might be when you're serving at Ladle of Love. You're worshiping God through your service there. So I ask us, can we prepare our hearts when we're about to worship, when we're about to serve? What's our mindset? Uh, have we gotten ourselves ready? Have we prayed about it? Because worship can take place anywhere. His steadfast love endures forever for all generations. So as we close, I want to ask us this. May we celebrate, be thankful, show our gratitude by following the shepherd. May we find ways to invite others to worship with us. May we live up to the writing on the Methodist church that says open hearts, open minds, open doors, and welcome all people, all people to worship God with us because we are all summoned to give praise to God. And just like the show Godspell, where Jesus is betrayed with a joyful spirit, may we have a joyful spirit ready to, ready to learn, to sing, to dance, to praise God. Let's pray. Loving God, we are so thankful this Thanksgiving 
We have so much to be thankful for, so much to celebrate. And right now, God, we, we give thanks. And we might not get up in the aisles and dance and scream and shout, God, but in our hearts, in our hearts, we are rejoicing. In our hearts, we are grateful. And God, may we show that through how we give, how we serve, how we love others. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. And I ask you during this closing song, will you stand? And when you sing, if you're one of those people who maybe you don't like singing, will you read those words with your whole heart and like really think about them? And sing it out, sing it out. Let's, will you stand and sing with us?
So all the youth, youth parents, are welcome to go up to the youth room. We're going to have some Jack's Biscuits and a little party. Uh, but as we leave here, may we go through the whole Thanksgiving week with thankful and grateful hearts. Go in peace. <laughs>